When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. Welcome to the Sooner Sports Podcast, presented by Riverwind and Allstate. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast on a Tuesday. Toby Rowland joins us. We're both getting set for basketball calls tonight. Um, oh, I just heard this debate on our on our station. Do you consider 5.30 to be the afternoon or the evening? Oh, boy, that is a great question. It's dinner time. Right, exactly. So it's the, I would say, between... Five and six, in my opinion, is the dinner hour. Right. Uh, and that's the differentiating line between it's definitely five thirty is not afternoon. Agreed. I would I would if I had to lean one way, I would say it's early evening. But I don't I think it falls in the neutral zone in between the two, in my opinion. That five o'clock hour is in the neutral. And it does tell you a little bit about how old I am that I consider five to six the dinner hour. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if food isn't at least there's a, a an appetizer or a salad by five o'clock, I'm in big trouble, Toby. But That's the right. point five thirty tip tonight for Oklahoma and Kansas State, and then an hour after that, uh, women's side Sherry Cole's team back in action as they take on Iowa State. So, and, and in fact, we're celebrating hoops because Austin Reeves is coming up in our next segment, but. Listen, before we get into all of this hoops talk and everything that's going on tonight, we have some basketball. Toby Lincoln Riley has just added a name to his staff, and it's a familiar one in Joe John Finley. You got to like that hire to take over for Shane Beamer. Yeah, how cool is that? Um, I, I love it whenever a Sooner returns home. That's always cool. Uh, Joe John, obviously, very good player in a Sooner uniform. And uh, uh, was a, a lot of fun to have around. 
um, and has gone on to have a fantastic coaching career as well. Um, so I think it's a, a great hire by Lincoln. I think he's a guy who not only is a very, very good coach, obviously, but understands Oklahoma football. Yep. Understands the landscape of recruiting OU and the state of Oklahoma, the state of Oklahoma and the state of Texas, and um, will be passionate about helping the Sooners get to back to the mountaintop. So, I saw that news not long ago and was ecstatic. I am too. I'm pumped. Let's also add to it that he has been around this program. Because I think it was in – well, he's been around this program because he played here, obviously. But in a coaching capacity, too, because I want to say it was um, it was like 12, 2012, 2013. He was a grad assistant before moving on to stops like Missouri. He was most recently at Ole Miss. So, yeah, all around a great hire. Um, young, energetic recruiting guy. So, you mix him into that, uh, that, 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 that mix of former players like DeMarco Murray and, and Kale Gundy who are out on the trail. I love it, man. I – I think this is a great hire, and it fires me up. And now, Toby, I found a way to fit football into our basketball conversation. So I guess that's what happens around here, right? Yeah, I know. I like it. I'm always a fan of of people who have three names, too. I've always – I had a uh, – you know, we had Bobby Jack Wright around right? here for a long time. I I still have a, I have a cousin named uh, Billy Bob, Billy Bob Nichols. I've always <laughs> – so I've always had a soft spot in my heart for people who have three names. Don't be good to have uh, Joe John back around. Yeah, so congratulations to a true Sooner who's back in the mix in Joe John Finley. All right, now let's get to why we're chatting today, and that is hoops. We'll have more on Joe John Finley and kind of a, more of a football recap over the next few weeks. In fact, uh, the huddle, Teddy returns this week on the huddle from Rudy's. You'll hear that on Friday here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. But, Toby, this is a, this is a big one tonight, right? Kansas State, a chance to play after not getting an opportunity to on Saturday. Kansas State's down a few people. We're not going to get too carried away with that because the last time Kansas State as a university came in down a few people, they took care of business, Ooh, right? Good point. Not going to rip that Band-Aid off, but, man, I am I'm really – I'm pumped to see this team in action tonight at full strength. Well, yeah, me too. Uh, full strength, we'll start there. Brady Manick and Jalen Hill out of COVID protocols and back tonight. Lon Kruger confirmed that earlier today. They've passed their final tests, and and they will play tonight. Uh, both will come off the bench, which is not abnormal for Jalen, but is for Brady. I think he had made 74 consecutive starts or something before wow. that Kansas game. But he just he's only had one practice. He had COVID. He was sick, Wow. which I think is under – I mean, it wasn't uh, – he had some symptoms. I, I think that I experienced this when I had COVID. There is a perception out there among some people that when you have COVID, you don't actually get sick. You just got to wait until it's over. And while that has been the case for some people who have been completely asymptomatic, it is not the case for most. Uh, I experienced some sickness. I know our buddy Teddy Lehman was, was sick for a few days and it, it drains you, man. It's like you have the flu for a while and you're just constantly tired all the time. At least that's what I experienced. So Brady's coming back from that and he's only had one practice and I would assume is not in, you know, tip top game shape. So I think you'll see him come off the bench. I would guess he won't play probably more than 10 or 15 minutes, but it is going to be good to have him back. 
start the building back up again. Um, the firepower and the unique matchup that he brings is something this team really needs going forward. So I'm glad he's back out there. Yeah, Kansas too. State. Kansas State's a a team that's given us fits in recent years. And Bruce Weber was just going over some game notes here. He's 11 and five against OU since taking over at Kansas State. And they've had some good teams in that time span. They had a team that went to the Elite Eight, but not to the point where they should be 11 and five against us. It's just, it's been a bad matchup. The, the way they play defense has discombobulated Oklahoma's rhythmic offense and it's thrown them off kilter. And um, they've struggled. Even in games they've won at times against Kansas State, it's been like pulling teeth. So you got a K-State team coming in tonight that's having a rough year, five and nine. They're only one and five in conference play. You want to put the W down, you know, but it's not a layup against these guys. I'm telling you, they just, some teams are good matchups and some teams are bad matchups. And historically, recent history anyway, Kansas State's been a bad matchup for OU. So I'm eager to see if they can get over that tonight, you know, the key when you play a really good defensive team is ball movement. You got to keep them. You got to keep it going quickly and find the open man. And that's been an area Oklahoma's excelled at recently. They had 20 assists against uh, TCU a week ago tonight. So hopefully they can play better against these guys. They need to beat them. You know, it's a, it's a team at the bottom of the conference on your home court. And it's really going to hurt those net rankings if you don't beat them. So this is a take-care-of-business night for Lon Kruger's team. You know, last night I was watching Kansas and Baylor. And, you know, we we talk about all the Big 12 here on this show and teams that we will. And we'll we'll likely see more than a couple times this season based on the, the Big 12 tournament. But, my goodness, Toby, to see Baylor in the way that they're playing right now, Kansas lost consecutive Big 12 games last night for the first time since February of 2013. They lost on Big Monday for the first time in 19 appearances, and they did so because, and this this is the truth, Baylor's the better team. And it yeah. seems as if they're the better team by far so far this season. They're doing some impressive stuff. When's the last time Kansas lost three straight? Because oh, we get them next. That's right. Let's go. <laughs> um, I I agree with you. I, listen, I think Baylor and Texas, and by the time the end of the season rolls around, Kansas as well, are all Final Four caliber teams and potentially national championship caliber teams. Now, Kansas is not there yet. But we've seen enough of them. I mean, David McCormick's coming on. He was in foul trouble last night. And they have enough talented guards, and they have a great head coach that I would not rule them out at all. But I could not be more impressed with Texas than I've been this year. And Baylor is, I mean, they're just on a, there's something else. Um, I thought the absence of Freddie Gillespie would hurt them a lot this year, and that Jonathan Chumbo-Chacha has been fantastic for them. They just do not – they're relentless with their three-point shooting and their defense. So I think you got to put Baylor and Gonzaga at the top of the, you know, odds-on favorite list. But Texas and Kansas are not far behind. And then you've got – I was looking at a bracket projection today. They had seven Big 12 teams in the tournament. 
uh, five of the seven were four seeds or better. Uh, and then, and then yeah, they had OSU as a five seed and OU as a nine seed. I think that was the CBS bracket. So yeah, this conference has been really good for the last several years. It's no different this year. I think what the, the difference might be this year is that top end. Like I think a lot of these past 10 years, we've said the big 12 is really good, but Kansas is probably the only team that can win the national championship. This year, I think you could say the Big 12 is really good and deep, like always. But there's maybe three teams that could win the national championship this year in this conference. So that's why you've got to take care of the K-States of the world, you know? When you get K-State, Iowa State, TCU, you've got to win those games because it's going to flip around here and you're going to have to play these Final Four national title contenders twice. And those are going to be really, really hard games to win. Toby, I'll let you go on this. We're going to talk to Austin Reeves coming up on the podcast. Uh, I had a conversation with Austin on Friday before what I thought was going to be the, the Bedlam game. But it's evergreen. There's a lot of good stuff here. How impressed have you been with him becoming a complete basketball player? And in his mind, and I think he's right, he's always been a complete player, but you just sense a confidence level to where he's become more than just the guy who can spot up from three. Yeah. No, I thought that's what he was when he showed up on campus, I thought he was a sniper. I thought he was a three point marksman. And that's great. Love having those, but I thought that's all he was. And that's not what he's been at all. He's been an okay, honestly, three point shooter. This year he's shooting 26% behind the arc. And I know he would not be happy with that number at all, but he is so much more than just a shooter and the move to him at point guard this year by Lon Kruger was one of the brilliant moves in college basketball. I mean, he's having an historic season. He's the only player in the country, the country that's averaging 15 points, five rebounds and five assists a game. He is top five in the big 12 in scoring top three in assists. He's number two in free throw percentage. He's up there among the conference leaders in rebounding. I mean, across the board, he's doing every. He's he leads the team in rebounding, assists, and scoring. He's um, and he's doing it in a in a way this year where it doesn't feel like he's forcing it. You know, he's not. There were some games last year where Austin would go two for twelve, and you'd say, "Hi, you don't have it tonight. Let's let somebody else have some shots." This year, he's doing a great job of letting the game come to him. And to the point where sometimes you wish he would be more aggressive. You know, he's putting up all these stats and you wish, at least I do, sometimes he'd look for his shot a little bit more. So it's impressive that he is having the statistical year that he's having and doing it in a manner in which he's not being selfish at all. I mean, he's... Look at the five-plus assists a game. I mean, he's looking for teammates. He's he's rebounding. He's scoring. He's doing whatever this team needs. He's a part of this kind of resurgent defensive effort this year. So it is a lot of fun to watch. I mean, just watching him have those uh, 32 and 41-point games when he has those nights and he really catches fire is uh, is something else. Great stuff, man. And that's coming up here in just a second. Toby? Have a great call tonight. Can't wait to catch up with you. We'll hear you on the Coach's Show in the 
the huddle here on Friday here on the podcast. Have a great week, buddy. You have a great call tonight as well, my friend. Talk to you soon. See you, Tubby. So coming up here in moments, you're going to hear from Austin Reeves. But first, a word from one of our great sponsors as we catch up with Mark Stevens, the Director of Sales and Marketing at NCED Conference Center and Hotel right here in Norman. All right, the Sooner Sports Podcast welcomes in one of our great partners. The NCED Mark Stevens is in the house. For those that aren't familiar with the NCED Hotel and Conference Center, it is absolutely a key part of the Sooner family, and we are joined by Mark Stevens. He is the Director of Sales and Marketing at NCED. All right, so Mark, I travel Highway 9 every day to work. I've heard about the Postal Training Center in Norman, but obviously that can be a little bit confusing to people. So take me through what is truly NCED and what you guys are all about. Well, thanks, Chris. I'm delighted to be here. And that is a great question. In fact, I think many people probably wonder that, (laughs) even though they don't actually ever ask it out loud. Let me see if I can uh, clarify some things. The acronym NCED stands for the National Center for Employee Development, and it technically refers to a huge division of the United States Postal Service that's dedicated to the training and development of all of their federal employees. That piece was actually started way back in 1970 on the campus of OU. In fact, back then, the training students stayed in the top few floors of the OU Couch Tower. Wow. (laughs) So it's a long relationship that we've been absolutely delighted with. Um, Now, back in 1988, everything moved off campus into a current 72-acre tract of land just east of the university on Highway 9, and that's what most folks are familiar with today. That's that's amazing. And I've I am I, I, I've stayed there a lot whenever I would travel back and forth from Norman to Tulsa and vice versa doing baseball or softball games. The NCED was the place I always wanted to stay because you guys have everything, and that's in the title. It's a full-service hotel. So take me through what that means because it's – Open for everyone, you know, to, you could come and you can get a reservation and experience all the greatness that the NCED has to offer. Oh, you bet. I mean, these days, most people don't even realize that on this big track of land for the NCED exists actually the largest full service non-casino hotel in the entire state of Oklahoma. We technically call ourselves the NCED Conference Center and Hotel. We are simply a part of this this larger campus. I mean, when it comes to full service, I mean, if you're looking for a hotel in Norman, anywhere near the university or any of the other Norman attractions, we really need to be on the list of hotels. I mean, we actually have <laughs> 940 guest rooms, a three meal a day restaurant where we've got a popular gastro pub called the GP 405. However, let me caution you, we're definitely not like any other hotel in the area. Let me explain what I mean. Go ahead. One of the advantages of being surrounded by the NCED Federal Training Facility is that our hotel guests are allowed to use all of the NCED resources and amenities. That means we've actually got more than 75,000 square feet of event space, three huge ballrooms, and over 40 meeting rooms. But what really sets us apart are the amenities they let us use like our ultimate fitness center and sports complex, which is located actually inside the hotel. Yes. You're aware of it. (laughs) We have our own indoor full-size regulation basketball arena, 
an 8,000 square foot exercise facility with free weights, cardio machines, aerobics. We've got locker rooms with hot tubs, saunas. Should we've even got a billiards room, a dart room, foosball, ping pong. The list goes on and on. It's and that it's it's nuts, man. Go ahead. I was just gonna say it's one of my favorite things in that <laughs> you know you go there and you not only get this full court basketball gym and and arena, but then let's say you've got your kids. There's areas where they can play foosball. You can go into the gym and you can get a good workout in a full size gym. I mean, to me, Mark, this. NCD has a little bit of everything whenever you're Oh, traveling. and I haven't even mentioned once you step outside. Yes. Oh, my. I mean, we've we, the place has got its own tennis courts, racquetball courts, a softball field. How many places have their own softball field? <laughs> Sand volleyball, horseshoe pits, fire pits, jogging pads, duck ponds, ropes. Heck, we even have one of the largest swimming pools in the entire state. That's so cool. That's so cool. So this is amazing. And by the way, you can learn more by logging on to the website, cc.nced.com. And before we get out, Mark will give us a number that you can call for reservations and other information. But we do everything online right now, so cc.nced.com. But obviously, we're still in the midst of a pandemic and the impact of COVID-19. How has that kind of affected things, Mark, and how are you guys pushing through it? Wow, right? Sometimes all you can say is wow. So – as a result of the pandemic, we actually had to close the hotel last March and and start designing new housekeeping processes and procedures that assure the safety of our guests. We installed plexiglass shields in all the guest contact areas like the restaurant and front desk. We've embraced other tools and resources that are focused on cleanliness and sanitization. And we even now require all social distancing and the use of face masks by employees, guests, vendors, throughout the property. I mean, it literally took us months to get it right. But when we reopened the first week in August, it was definitely with a commitment to remain as vigilant as possible in our efforts to maintain a safe and healthy environment. Unfortunately, as a nation and here in our own community, we're not through this yet, are we? No, not yet. Um, I mean, when we reopened, we made the decision to do it with great care ramping back up with a very slow phased approach. So unfortunately our restaurant and our front desk hours still remain somewhat limited. Uh, We're purposely keeping our occupancy occupancy levels low and manageable. Let's see our, our bar and our fitness center is still closed and we're constantly assessing the situation to assure that when we finally begin to reopen some of our amenities, we do so in as safe a manner as possible, but make no mistake. We are anxious to see things get back to normal around here, and the rollout of the vaccine is extremely encouraging. But we hear the same reports you do. Things still appear to be getting a little worse before they get better. So we're approaching all of this with very guarded optimism. That's awesome. Final thought before I let you get out of here. Affordable. Uh, rates from just $79, all kinds of information online. Uh, Mark, if we want to learn more, if we want to get more involved in what you have going on at the NCED Hotel and Conference Center, what's the best uh, advice you could give us? Oh, wow. It, we either go cc.nced.com anytime. Uh, we're available on all of the traditional online booking uh, platforms, or you can call the hotel direct at area code 405-447-9000. Mark, thank you so much for your time, and we truly appreciate and the Sooner Network and, of course, OU Athletics, the partnership with NCED. It's our pleasure.
Thanks to Mark. That website again, cc.nced.com. Without any further ado, the star of today's podcast, Sooner Senior Standout, Austin Reeves. Hey, first and foremost, take me throughout the season. It's been rolling for you. How you feeling? Things uh, different. I mean, Captain Obvious here, but uh, how you feeling about the way the season's going? Uh, the season's going good so far. I mean, like you said, it's a different year, and uh, just outside of basketball is different as well. But the season's going good so far, and can't wait to see what else what else uh, happens. Um, okay, so I want to talk about this offseason for you. When was the last time that you truly had an opportunity to spend time at home with Spencer, with your brother, and how unique was that this offseason? Um, it was right when uh, everything really shut down with COVID. Um, what was that, March? Yeah. Um, he, got, he got to come home from overseas, and uh, we got to spend probably two to three months together uh, really just working out, hanging out. Um, kind of like same as high school. <laughs> so you guys did, I mean, because you're fairly close in age, right? Was he, what, a junior when you were a freshman? or? Uh, yeah, he's two years older than me. So is he back in Spain already, or is he waiting? No, he's back. Oh, is he? Okay. So yeah. how beneficial was that to have your brother there to help you when you're working on your game during the off season? Uh Very beneficial. I mean, he's really the one that's taught me about everything I know about basketball. Um, so really just – uh, going back home, being comfortable, uh, and just going to work at the gym with him uh, was really beneficial. I mean, going back just to the basic stuff that he would uh, show me, tweak something. Um, but I just got to give a lot of credit to him because I mean, he's really taught me about everything I know. So when you guys were growing up, I mean, is there you know the old is there a backyard hoop? Was there something where you guys would square off all the time that you got to revisit or no? Oh, yeah, we we definitely had a little half court uh, <laughs> behind the house. How how intense would those games get? Uh, very, very. I mean, we'd, we'd end up leaving not liking each other too much. <laughs> uh, so basketball ingrained in your family, Austin. How helpful is that to always have someone that you can bounce stuff off of? And I know, again, it's everything is different, but to be able to talk to your brother, your family about it. Yeah, it's helpful. I mean, uh, like you said, both of my parents played uh, Division One, and Spencer's playing overseas professionally right now. Uh, it's just there's a lot of IQ, a lot of knowledge uh, towards the game. And, I mean, I'll, I'll be seeing something a different way, and they'll see it a different way. So it's really just uh, all communication, uh, just trying to figure out what the best way to attack uh, attack the sport is. What what is that like to to truly have someone that understands what you're going through? But in the same vein, Austin, they won't always tell you what you want to hear, right? You want them to be honest with you. You want to get better. So how is that kind of critical eye that say your mom, your dad, and your brother Spencer can have? Oh, uh, it's very critical, and they have no problem telling me. Uh, uh, it might not be what I want to hear, but it, they'll tell me the truth, uh, regardless of what it is. So, I mean, it's really nice uh, having people that really know the game. Um. That you can talk to. I mean, I might see it some some different uh, than they see it, but they might be right. So I mean, it's always just it's a learning experience, uh, and it's it's helpful that I got them to uh, lean back on. Hey, you know what's what's crazy to me is I've always enjoyed listening to you, um, and to be challenged by your coach to become a more vocal leader this year, uh, and maybe even Austin a little bit late last year too. You're a lead-by-example guy, right? So what has that been like to become more vocal for you? Has it been a challenge? What have you leaned on to kind of, in, I don't want to use the term improve, but be more comfortable, get better there? 
Uh, I think it's just something that you got to do. Uh, and then, you, like you said, you get more comfortable doing it. Uh, yeah, I, I would prefer to be a lead-by-example kind of guy, but coach uh, pushes me to be more vocal. And, I mean, that's just something that, that if you continue to do, you'll get better at. Um, it's been a it's been a work in progress, but uh, I think we're doing a little better now. No, I think you're doing a lot better. If that is that proper English, you're doing a lot better. It's you're crushing it on it, uh, Austin. I'm I'm curious. I've never been in a zone like you've been in in anything in life against TCU. The two times you guys have played them, I know it's going back a bit. When you go back to the end of the season last year, and you go back to the early game this season. What's that like for you mentally? Do you even realize, I mean, are, are you just so in that moment where everything's coming easily, if you will? Uh, yeah, I would say it's just in the moment uh, type. Uh, my players and, and the coaches put me in a really good position to be successful, and you really just got to give the credit to them. But at that point, you're just trying to do what you can do to help the team win. I mean, come on, man. You're not missing anything that you're throwing up in those moments. It's got to be a pretty special feeling, even if you look back on it, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. It, it's definitely fun. It's definitely a good experience. <laughs> hey, uh, Austin, a couple more and I'll get you out of here. First of all, it, it, do you feel that it, it may be labeled as a guy can knock down any shot when you're at Wichita State? You come here. Do you feel like you're becoming more of a complete player, a guy that can defend, a guy that can take it to the rack? Have you have you sensed that? Uh, I feel like I've always been that, uh, honestly. Uh, but at Wichita, no – uh, a little bit stricter coach, uh, you got to figure out what your role is and what you can do to stay on the court. And that for me at that time was to be a shooter. And so that's what I really did and focused on at that point in my career. But I think I've really always had the capability of doing what I'm doing now. And Coach Kruger and the guys on the team just put me in a good position to to um, be successful. Yeah, I think the thing that some people might mistake is you can knock down the three – but, dude, you can get to the free throw line. You can be aggressive. You can attack that rim. So, I mean, is it working on new moves? Is it working on your free throws? How, how have you continued to be able to improve in that slasher attacker mindset? Uh, for sure, you always got to put work in. And um, that's one of the biggest things my dad preaches to me is to get to the free throw line early in the game just to see a couple go in. Uh, and those aren't – to him, you, you should never miss any of those. So, I mean – it's just a good way to get you going early in the game, see the ball go in the rim, and then uh, progress from there. Uh, I'll let you go on this. What was it that stood out to you about Lon Kruger? I mean, obviously, we're pumped that you're here in Norman. Had that redshirt season where the buzz was building about, you got to see this Wichita State transfer in practice, and then it played out on the court, and you've been special, Austin. But I'm curious what separates Lon Kruger and what really kind of stands out in your mind about his leadership and his coaching. Uh, I would honestly just say uh, the person he is, uh, I just believe that he's a really good person. Um, he'll help you on and off the floor, and I don't. it doesn't matter who it is. Uh, if it's the best player on the team, the worst player on the team, he takes everybody as uh, just a person, honestly. And he'll try to help uh, whoever, whenever. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us here on the latest edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. As I mentioned, Toby and Teddy are back with Friday's huddle. We'll have the return Thursday night of Sooners for Life. I think Whitney Hand is Jessica's special guest. Uh, And then I've been working on something. Obviously, the Legacy Series podcast has dropped. You can hear the story of the 2001 National Championship game. But I realized, and we did this a lot with Jessica Cootie's featured pod that we would do where 
you know, there's so many things that you just can't fit into either a, a TV feature or what you want to put maybe in a in a storytelling pod. So on Saturday, I'm going to release all of our interviews that we did. Um, five of them: Teddy Torrance, let's see, uh, JT Thatcher, Andre Wolfolk, Josh Norman, and all of the play-by-play cuts that I pulled from the Oklahoma Florida State game. So you'll get about a good. Oh, gosh, and those five guys, maybe almost an hour and a half in interviews and about 30 minutes of highlights, and we'll uh, continue to celebrate as we put a wrap on January here in 2021, the 20-year anniversary of the OU Florida State game, plus a, a little bit of a look for the national championship in football, obviously, a little bit of a look at what these guys are doing with their lives and their careers right now. Hey, if you've been hanging with us through this this long in the podcast, please leave a five-star review on Apple, iTunes, uh, however it is that you consume podcasts. Maybe leave a little note. We appreciate it. Uh, it's more than just a morale boost. It's a good signal to those who uh, would like to invest in the podcast throughout time. Until then, hey, everyone have a great start to your week. Uh, and until Thursday's edition of Sooners for Life and tonight's post-game show from the Sooner Radio Network, Boomer Sooner, everybody. This has been the Sooner Sports Podcast. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Riverwind, home to a luxury hotel, fine dining, and never-ending rewards. Riverwind is still the one. And Allstate, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review however you listen. The preceding has been a Learfield IMG College presentation of the Sooner Sports Network.